Hey guys, this is Toddy One Skip, and this is Issues with Toddy One Skip, and this is Epiphany, an epiphany that I just want to share with you guys, especially people that are older, like people in my age group, 50 and up, and uh, an understanding, maybe something to understand the younger people, and maybe hopefully some of the younger people to understand the older people. Um, because that's how this epiphany started was because of a disagreement that I had with a younger person that I worked with and I carried it with me because it bothered me and um, I, I tried to just understand how I saw one thing one way and they saw something a different way and I wanted to understand that and through that I came up with this epiphany and this is kind of how I worked through it. So that's it. Welcome to this epiphany about this. You know, I just have to say that um, I've been giving a lot of thought. I'm somebody that has paid a lot of attention throughout their life. I've, I've worked in places where I've had to have eyes in the back of my head and be able to talk and listen at the same time. And I've done that, you know, pretty fairly successfully. And as a kid, I also had to always multitask with ways of living. And, um, you know, I was in the witness protection program for about a year. And you you have to pay attention to things that are around you. And I'm not too sure that you forget to do that as you go through life. You know, you you're, you stay on guard for a long time. And so I've watched life, you know. I, I used to laugh when people would say they're a student of life. But if you really do pay attention, you know, you could see it. And you come to different epiphanies about understanding of things. I mean, that's really an epiphany is when you understand something, in my opinion, when you understand something mentally and something spiritually and um, emotionally connect to that and it feels right. Like if you're singing a song in key. You know, it's like an understanding when you see things in a different way and suddenly things make sense to you like that. You know, um, it, it's just that feeling. So I came to the epiphany that I have a problem with anybody that thinks that they know it all. Because nobody knows it all. I don't necessarily think that somebody who's older than me knows more about life than me. Now, let me say what I mean by that. They certainly know much more about their life than me. And that doesn't include... I'm not really talking specifically about any one person when I say that. In their life, there is a time span. And during that time span in anybody's life, there is technology, there is news, there are cultures that are introduced to them. 
there's religions that they hear about. There's a whole learning scale and a whole thing that makes this person's world this person's world. Okay? It I think it's 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 common for people to be brought up at the same time frame and have a lot of the same similarities. So the world might look different to an African American of the same age as a white person in America at the same age. Obviously, obviously, because <clears throat> unfortunately, there's a lot of um, bigotry and racisms and things that people might not encounter on one side of that. So the white person might not encounter um, the racism of a black person. But then a black person might not encounter what a white person is expected of and going through. And listen, uh, this isn't this isn't about that. This is simply saying that each person basically has their own world. So as I sit here at 4.30 in the morning and I try to figure out the world, okay, I've come to realize I work with a lot of younger people. I don't think that they know more than me but I think they know more than me in their world. And that's the world that I'm living in now. It's no longer the 1970s or the 1980s. We're in 2023, and the world looks different. We no longer really take the time to interact with each other because we're busy on social media. We're busy with our heads and our phones Most of the time, when we go to work at a certain time, we have already worked at many jobs. For example, the other morning, I had to go to the store. I had a few things to do before I got home. I had just gotten off work. I had waited on people. I had given customer care to people. I'm in the hospitality business right now. I've given customer care. And even when I wasn't in the hospitality business, let me say that even when I worked in the jail, I worked for the inmates. You know, they called my name a million times a minute because I was the only one with the key to get anything that they needed. And 21 male inmates all need something. So that's just one experience. But what I'm saying is, I gave the care that was my job. But the world has since changed. And it's not customer care anymore, per se. Yet I still bring that to the table and I hold that with the highest of importance because I still feel like people that spend their money where I work need to be appreciated for spending their money where I work. They could spend their money anywhere. How do you show appreciation except by good customer care. But when you walk into any of these stores anymore, you wait on yourself. You bag your own items. That's happened for a long, long time. I remember when there was bag boys, when there were 
bag people that actually bagged your groceries. That was their job. And they would take the cart or help you with your bag to the car. That was a common thing. There's no such thing anymore. Not where I live. Not, and I've lived in many, I've lived in DC, I've lived in New York, I've lived in Florida, I've lived in New Mexico, I've lived in uh, Colorado for a short period of time. There is just, this isn't it anymore. Okay. I remember when I used to go to the bank with my grandparents, there would be tellers at every, and it was a big bank. There would be tellers at every window and just, and their light would pop on and you'd go to them and they would take care of you. There were no ATMs. There were night deposits. You threw your money into an envelope through a slit. You know, I guess there was a camera there. But now, no. I, and, and banks made money off of loaning out your money and people paying interest. That's totally changed now. You can barely find a bank that's open. During COVID, there were no banks really that were open. There were certain branches. If you didn't have a car, you couldn't. It And the ATMs are our bankers. And to reach somebody live, if there's a problem and you need to do it by phone, it's an hour on the phone call before you finally get to who you need to speak to. That's not a recorded message. God forbid your problem is not one of the five or three choices that they give you. And then you've got to kind of figure out, okay, well, how would they rate my problem? Like, what's their definition so that I can answer which one it is when it's actually none of them? You know what I'm saying? On the automated choices that they give you. And sometimes your problem is not one that fits in the five categories or the three categories. So that's what the world has come to. So again, I leave work. I wait on the people that I need to wait on. You know, people that need help, customers, that's what they are. They're customers, or in my case, guests. Still customers, still paying for a service. And I get off work and I have to go to the um, store. And I, I not only bag my own stuff, but... I ring up my own stuff. That's not so uncommon, these self-serve things, unless you want to wait on a long, 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 long line with a bunch, with just one person working in the store at their aisle where the cash cashier is. Okay, so you got one cashier, 10 lanes that are closed, and four or five self-service checkouts. So... I lug my stuff to the self-service checkout and I check out and I bag my own stuff and I walk out the door. All right. Sometimes people want to check my shit and I don't like that. Don't check my work unless you're paying me for it. Like at Walmart, they want to check and see what's in your bag. No, 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 no. Unless you're going to bag my stuff, you can't double check my work and you're not going to stop me at the door. That's not all right with me. First of all, that's definitely discriminatory. I've seen it. I've seen where people have gotten stopped. I've seen, I've seen where I've gotten stopped and a man with some muscle didn't get stopped, yet he had a cart full of stuff. I had a bag. Like, come on. 
Like, I see this. You know, you're afraid to go to him, so you're going to come to me? Uh, no. You're not going to come to me because unless you're paying me to do the job, you're not going to check me on doing the job. If you think I'm going to steal from you, don't let me bag my own stuff. If you think I'm going to miss something, don't let me bag or don't let me bag or ring up my own stuff. So I go in and, and I, I ring up my own stuff, I bag my own stuff, and I leave. And now I'm waiting to mail something back to Amazon that came and just it was it was a um it was an item that actually broke it was a fishing rod i bought <laughs> and i pulled the line down to just put the hook i know how to do this you know in my family if you don't fish you're asked to leave so i know how to put a hook on an eye of a rod without breaking a rod i've never broken a rod this rod <laughs> broke so it was defected I sent it back. So then I said, oh man, I need to get some keys made. So now I'm at Home Depot and I see the key and the key machine. And I see that there is this self-service key machine. And I said, man, I don't know enough about this. Like this is not my expertise. So I don't want to do this key machine. I, w I want to assure myself that when I leave here, I've got keys that work. So I want, to me, I'm saying I want a professional. So I go up, I have to go walk and get somebody for help. There's not a bell. There used to be a bell that used to push for somebody to come and help you there, I thought. And then this there's somebody that comes and the guy comes and helps me. And he says to me, there's a self-service machine, and he shows me how to do it. And he's like, isn't this great? And I said, this is going to put you out of business. Aren't you concerned about that? Because he was an older fellow around my age. And he said, no, it's actually great because when I'm busy, I don't have to run over here and, and make a key. I could go and work on something over there. And... I said, I waited on people all night. And I just waited on myself at the store. And now I'm waiting on myself here. Like, this is the world that we're living in. And when I get angry or I get frustrated, it's not anger, it's frustration. When I get frustrated at people that give, in my opinion maybe 50% of themselves and they call it their best or they think or they're trying to convince somebody that that's their best, I'm beginning to think that that's really their best because we don't expect 100% from anybody anymore. We don't at all expect 100% from anybody anymore. And you can see it in every part of our society here in the United States. So what I've realized now at 5 o'clock in the morning is that the world has changed just like it's changed with generations before me and it will change with generations. And now I'm smiling 
because I kind of see what's going to happen to the younger generation. You guys are going to get it <laughs> if we survive on this planet long enough for that to happen. I'm not so sure about that. So just like the things that my parents would say to me about, you know, you don't know or, you know, I life experience isn't as important. It, it It's important. Don't get me wrong. It, it's important. There are things that, um, there's emotions, there's heartbreaks, there's happiness, there's things that are innately ours and that we do need experience with, you know, heartbreak and that we know that we can go forward after heartbreak and loss and we have to understand that on our happiest times sometimes we're not going to feel happy you know sometimes it's going to be low times and we have to trust that again we'll have happy times again so that's wisdom that comes with things but wisdom is only as important as it is to be able to be used to help somebody go forward, even if it's the same person. You know what I'm saying? Like, hindsight is only important if I look back and it applies to the situation ahead. So wisdom is the same thing. You can have wisdom on things that don't change, but you can't really have wisdom on how to survive in this world because there are clearly, and I see this all the time, there are clearly people that think it's okay. I could live in my car and do whatever I want. I don't have to pay rent. I'm safe in my car. It gets me where I have to go. 15, 20 bucks a month. I can do the gym um, membership, right? I could belong to a gym and I could shower and do whatever I need to do there. Not a problem. And there are a lot of people living this lifestyle where before, you know, back in my time, you wouldn't tell somebody you lived in your car. You were embarrassed to live in your car. That made you homeless. That's not even called homeless anymore. That's just somebody who's nomadic. And their priority is not paying rent, not being responsible. See, that's what it is. That's what it is. We say you're not responsible. But they're see they are they are responsible for themselves. They're not asking for anything from society. You know, they're staying in Walmart parking lots. Okay, well, you know, somebody's paying the rent at the Walmart parking lot. They're not. But they're not really taking, they're not taking away from anybody. So here's the thing. The question is, okay, is it a me, 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 me society where all that's important is you? Or do you want to give something back? Do you want to be a part of this? Because if you want to be a part of life, you have to interact with life. All of these, so if everybody, if everybody right now 
we'll say 30 years or younger, okay? If, if ever put their phones down and there was no internet, no anything, the conversations would probably be the last thing that they saw on the internet, the last games that they played. And then over a little bit of time, they might find out things that they like and have in common with each other that aren't superficial, for lack of a better word. Here's the thing. Superficial. Is it superficial? Not if it means something to somebody, right? Like, you can't take away what means something to somebody and label it something less than. So in this epiphany that I'm having, and clearly as I'm speaking, it's changing, right? It's it's evolving over the course of however long this is. About 20 minutes or so, right? I've been about 20 minutes or so, been having this go through my head. I'm kind of glad that I had this because I had an experience today where I had a, a disagreement with a coworker who was younger than me. So... I, I guess in in saying all of this, you know that saying, um, in what world where we sh- we have our hands up next to our head, or our um, fists are almost half clenched, and there's frustration in our faces, and we scream, in what world, in what world, in our world, that's what it comes down to, not just my world, not just your world, but at the same time, in my world, when I say in what world, totally de- depends on your world because there's a conviction. And in her world, she was 100% right. And there was a conviction. In my world, I was 100% right. Because we come from two different worlds. And I don't mean alien or anything. I just mean Everything in this person's world, I've seen it because I've watched it happen. I've watched evolution and technologies happen because I was a part of it. I saw it. I, I grew with it. And I just like I saw and witnessed and remember the September 11th, 2001 attack on our country in the United States. So, you know, in my country, in the United States, really that's kind of like um, before the Twin Towers and after the Twin Towers because life changed. I mean, that's just the truth. So people that were born after that can only remember stories about it and what they've witnessed. And, um, and because of technology, they can get pretty close to it because there was people videoing and, you know, like now where everything is videoed. So I I get it. Where my generation, I can remember people talking about World War II and the Holocaust. And so you see what I'm saying? Each generation of people, you know, has their own world, their own timelines, their own comparisons and I, I've known that I just didn't really realize 
the extremity or the extremities of that, like how entailed that's going to be. So in, in 20 years from now, so these are going to be our politicians and they are going to be fighting for what they feel is 100% right to them. You know, people, everything with each generation, this has happened, right? With each. So the definitions of rights and wrongs have changed over the course of time. And in my world, when I say in my world, that would be differently interpreted in this world. It's still this world, and it's still part of my world. It just hasn't really happened yet, right? So that's where I think we have to pause, you know, because things that are fair and things that are unfair, I think that changes over the course of time too, which I find really hard because even jokes from the 70s and 80s, which now would be totally banned and people have get canceled for, for things that they said so long ago. Times had changed. It didn't make it right. It didn't make it wrong. What's now acceptable and what wasn't acceptable has all become blur. And it's just, it. there is a very fine line with right and wrong. And that goes with time. And that envelops in our worlds. I think it's excusable. It's, it, it, it's excusable because of that. I, I, I never think it's fair to hurt or kill or anything like that. It's, it's not, it's not right. Yeah, what's it's fair not, and what's just is not. not always what's right and what's in circumstances wrong. either. It's just, it's not right. I mean, so, but that's how big it is. It changes the way we look at everything. I've always said, the only thing you ever have to do is change your mind and everything changes with that. That's all you ever have to do is change your mind. And then your whole thinking changes. That's a scary thing because it's an easy thing to have our minds changed, you know? So I just feel like, and I just want to put this out there because though I, I don't think that I have my head up my ass and I live in this world and I try to understand, I think this, I, I got a really good dose of understanding and maybe accepting, maybe, I, I, maybe just accepting, maybe that's what happened today because I'm, I'm not an idiot, but I have just been trying to figure out and hoping that the world will set itself, world will set itself right. But that changes, <laughs> right? Changes. And, you know, that's what you got to kind of grapple with. That's what, that's what you got, you know, that's what you got your head on with, right? With what's right. Hmm. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to my podcast. Yeah, I know it was a deep one. I, I hope somebody got something out of it. Again, this is Issues With, Toddy One Skip. And this was uh, an epiphany. And what's really weird was I, I wanted to understand and come to terms with things. And I actually prayed for that. And I got that. So I got to throw that in there because I, I do believe in God. 
And uh, I did pray for some understanding, and I do believe I got that. So, thank you. Like, subscribe, share, listen. <laughs>